Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Ignite Healthcare Marketing Podcast. We're back this week virtually. We're kicking it old school like we did in 2020 because John, our director of technical SEO and strategy, just moved out to Colorado. So, John, great to have you back on the podcast. I think it's maybe been a year or so since we brought your expertise in. Today, we want to talk about a topic that has been significant in our conversations with current clients over the past two months, and that is Google's helpful content update. What we want to understand from John is, you know, what is the update? When did it roll out? And most importantly, how is it impacting different client types? And what can you do to refine your strategy as a result of the update? John, I I think the most helpful thing we can do to kick this off is to have you just give a rundown of what is the helpful content update. Before we can even dive into that, we have to understand that Google has two different types of algorithm updates. They have broad core and targeted. And this and broad core algorithm updates are basically Google has so many things they want to cover for their algorithm. There's not one thing. There's so many things we can't focus on one thing. But this is a targeted, meaning they're specifically targeting content. It's not backlinks. It's not technical. It's content. And so what the helpful content update does is it helped further Google's goal providing better search results and getting rid of content that just doesn't help the users. Kind of funny thought here. I was I was thinking back, you know, we've been working together for years. Google used to call their updates things like animals, right? I mean, there used to be like the penguin and mm-hmm. now they actually decided to at least call the update exactly what it is, which is helpful uh, to us as marketers. It's funny is those names actually were coined by SEOs and Google just adopted them and said, oh yeah, that's funny. We'll start doing that. And then they're like, okay, maybe we should actually start naming these things or the SEOs will just have their way and name them what they want. Of course, Google had to take over and take control, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This year's algorithm, I think, is different than ones that we've seen in the past. Like you said, it is super targeted on a very specific area of SEO and, and honestly, an area of SEO that has maybe been abused in the past, you know, vault quantity over quality has been a strategy that SEOs and SEO companies have used for years, churning and burning articles for the sake of doing it and not necessarily for the sake of truly helping the end user. Talk to us about, you know, specific elements of the update and kind of how it's working, how it's factoring into the algorithm. Google's doubling down on user intent and they're trying to demote articles that don't satisfy the search. And what was actually helpful was they provided examples of things that they're targeting. They're looking at articles. And one of my favorite ones is uh, their example of, if you look up, when does a new season of a show premiere? And Google says, if you go down that article and like halfway through, they're like, oh, well, they haven't announced the date yet, but we speculate based on, it's not answering the question. So articles like that are getting demoted. It's also, you know, people who try to step outside their lane. So if you're like, a healthcare company, and then you start talking about sports for some reason. Articles like that aren't going to get shown. They want expertise and helpfulness to be upfront. Things like keyword stuffing, thin content, duplicate content. I mean, those have been on our radar for a long time, but how is this update in particular related to those concepts? 
it's really Google's taking a step back from like things that make the algorithm move and get you to the first position to like, let's just focus on the users. Let's stop writing for search engines and try to get ranks and try to actually make something helpful for people. And that's been Google's goal all along. If you look at every algorithm update they've ever made, they're moving closer and closer to just providing great products. So if you really think like a product first mindset and really try to make something truly great and helpful and unique and stand out, unique's a big one there. Uh, that's how people are winning. When we think about this update through the lens of, you know, healthcare marketing and and what our clients, you know, need to know specifically about it. One of the things you're saying is write content that truly helps answers the questions of users. The common question then it becomes, how do I find those questions, right? How do I know what questions I should be writing content about? Obviously, if you're doing SEO, you're doing your keyword research. That's first and foremost. Um, you can also be asking your intake team questions, like what are the most common questions people are asking, creating more robust FAQ content. And what we're seeing a lot in healthcare, especially people who have taken their marketing seriously and really invested in SEO, is they have really robust content, which is awesome. It's what Google wants. But how the people that are getting affected by this update tend to have a lot of good content, but might not have great UX because UX is starting to become more important too here. We're seeing sites that have great content, but poor UX get demoted. Gotcha. So it's not just what the content says, but how the content is presented and ensuring that it's both helpful in in the information, but also in the way that the user interacts with it. Yeah, easy to find and well-structured because now Google's really focusing on these new search features where maybe you answer the question like six paragraphs down in your content. Now Google can detect that using your heading structure and the actual how you phrase your question and get the users to jump right to that section. People also ask questions that come up now in pretty much every search that you ever, you know, you ever look for. Clients always want to know, how do I get in those? Is, is this content update part of that? Yes and no. Getting into those is not like a for sure thing. We see them come and go and Google's always changing them. And the thing is, once you click on one of those questions, there's new questions that appear. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we really like to do is find out what that logical flow of questions is. So we use tools like alsoasked.com, where you'll put in a question and it'll populate the next line of events. So if someone asks, like, why does my leg hurt? They might ask, like, symptoms of a broken leg, treatments of a like They'll just go to that logical flow of questions. We try to make sure that we answer all of those questions in that same order in our content. But not just answer the questions, it's how we answer them. We don't want to answer a question in five sentences because we think more content's better. We want to answer it directly, easy to understand, then with supporting evidence. Gotcha. So the, the, the better you can answer that question, the more likely you're going to show up. So are the days of 1,500 word pages gone or is it just that robust content needs to be really thoughtful? The, the latter, um, because more content is better, but it's not just content for the sake of content. Google wants you to be very in-depth. They want you to cover every facet of that topic um, and with expertise. And expertise does not mean telling a story that's irrelevant or going off topic. You want to you know, actually provide valuable information. And the more of that, the better you'll do. Is this just applicable to 
written content or should we be thinking about this through the lens of imagery, video, you know, other types of content? So Google's getting a lot better at judging UX. How they're doing that is through machine learning and algorithms, but like, we don't know, but we know they're trying to get better at UX. And in the future, we're forecasting that UX is going to be an even bigger part of SEO. And so there's no sense in waiting for that to happen. You should start investing now because remember, Google wants to provide better results and better experiences for users. They are very product focused. So we need to get not where Google is now, but where they're going. So yeah, invest in video, invest in imagery, invest in well-designed pages. The days of just like a big block of content, even though you have heading structures, add some table of contents and jump links, add some supporting video elements and interactive elements, things that improve the user experience and and provide them what they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of good tips. I know, you know, we have examples of clients where we've done not only true SEO work, technical and content production, but introducing to our clients a concept that we're coining SEO UX, whereby SEO is not just adding the content, but SEO is designing the page around the content so that it feels digestible and easy for the client to understand. And that requires designers and developers. It's not just the technical SEOs anymore. Yeah. I mean, the best marketing strategy is an integrated one. You don't want to silo your departments. You want them all working together. Because if UX had their way, you wouldn't rank. And if SEOs had their way, you wouldn't convert. You need them both. Yeah, perfectly said. One thing that we haven't really addressed yet, very important question that I'm sure everybody's dying to know, who is most affected by this? Give me some examples of what you're seeing, which websites are, are feeling the hit. So it's kind of all over the place. A lot of them are people that haven't had SEO, but even the ones who have had SEO work done in the past are getting affected. And some of them are just kind of weird. In the healthcare realm, we're seeing addiction treatment centers affected a lot. And that's just because the nature of the beast where a lot of addiction centers that we find coming to us are stuck in a lot of old school tactics. They're writing just content to write. And sometimes when you just when you're in a mode of producing a ton of content, you'll run out of ideas quickly. So you'll start writing about irrelevant things. And Google doesn't want you to write about things that are not in your field. And so people that are doing more quantity over quality are getting affected. We're seeing lifestyle and publication magazines and and media outlets getting affected because they write about such a variety of things. They're not really experts in any one field. And then we're seeing product review sites getting affected due to the user-generated content because there's so much coming in that they're not necessarily trustworthy. And then you have the weird ones, like Lyric websites have been shown to get affected. That could be because Google could see that as duplicate content, but like, I think it's just a weird one that might just get consequently affected by the algorithm. When we think about the healthcare clients, like you said, we've, we've noticed a trend specifically maybe in some of our addiction and treatment clients because of the nature of their SEO, but really anyone who has been churning high volume of articles over the past couple of years and not really doing so strategically could and will be affected by this update. Oh, yeah, the keyword there strategically, because we did a comparison of our newer addiction clients and our historic ones. And the historic ones, almost all of them have gone through a series of content pruning, of removing some of those older articles, combining things that might be duplicate, and making a stronger content foundation. They were not affected, while some of the newer ones were that haven't gone through that yet. 
Do you have a gauge that I know it's early on because this update just, you know, rolled out between August and September of, of 2022. Do you have a gauge for the clients that were hit? What kind of decreases they were seeing in, in traffic and conversions? Oh, the, these were actually shockingly dramatic. I've seen as much as 50% drops. Average, I've been seeing like 15 to 30%, but I have seen as much as 50% drops. And I wouldn't have thought of that. Because it's also important to note that shortly after this rolled out, Google had several smaller broad core updates. This is very common when Google will roll out a targeted update, there will be several broad cores after. And because it's an algorithm, one thing affects many. So they have to do some balancing acts here and like make tweaks to it. That's just how that works. So it may be a lot up front, but over time, it'll kind of level itself out. Gotcha. So that calibration is still occurring, but likely the people that were hit are are going to remain in that condition until they do some of the hard work, the content pruning and and the reassessment of their yeah. content strategy. And, and we know that's going to take time. Absolutely. And then it's another thing to note here is that once you finish, let's say you say, okay, I, I got it. I, I go through this whole content pruning update. It may still take some time for you to recover. Oftentimes what we see is after someone is hit by an algorithm update, they do all the work and they may not see improvements until the next algorithm update. Anything you could recommend to clients who do the hard work to kind of send signals to Google, like, hey, come recrawl my website and, and see the work that we've done. I mean, anything in Search Console or any tips or tricks? Obviously, like you can do a manual request. You can do the inspect URL and fetch a new request and they can, they can work on that. Google has to see actual change on your website. So you're doing content migrations and you're like removing URLs or merging them. What I would recommend is to do, this is kind of a insider trick, a pro tip, inspect the URL of the old URL. So let's say I have URL A and it's duplicate of B, so I'm going to redirect it into B. Uh, have it inspect URL A, set the, U, set the redirect, and then go back and request indexing. That is a shortcut to get that process faster. And that is a tip straight from Google. Awesome. So... For those of us who that means nothing to, because we're not technical experts, hit John up. He can definitely uh, write that one up and help you guys through that. John, I really appreciate all the information you've given us. I want to kind of sum up a couple best practices. And really, for Cardinal in particular, and, and a lot of agencies that are kind of have been doing SEO the right way, this update, it's more of a benefit, right? Because it's recognizing the work that these companies have been doing and that they've been doing the right way all along. For those people who may you know, have a shift in SEO strategy because of this update. Give me, you know, the quick summary of, of the top two to three best practices that they really need to ask their current agency about, or, you know, if their agency is not willing to do so, consider potentially finding a new partner who is. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say there's three things to keep in mind. One is to really assess your website as a whole. Yes, Google does often rank URLs on an individual basis, but they take the website as a whole. So look and make sure that everything, there's a place for everything and everything in its place and that every page has a purpose. The second thing that you really want to do is go through the top 10 results and find out what they're doing. Look at their UX, look at how they're structuring the order of content, how robustly they're answering, how they're answering the questions, 
and really assess what the commonalities are and what you're not doing. Your goal is to do everything your competitors are doing, but better and more. The third thing you really want to do is get into the head of your users. Find out what makes them tick and what makes them convert. Because sometimes you're so stuck in the, the mode of doing all the right things, checking all the boxes that you forget about the user experience. And sometimes what you got to do is just get someone else's opinion. Go down the hall, ask someone who's not in your department to look at a page and get their thoughts on it. Someone that's just not a marketer. Awesome. John, I couldn't have said it better. I hope these tips help all of our listeners. Thank you for coming on. I know we're going to have you on a couple more episodes here for this year. So I'm excited to chat with you again soon. Thanks, everyone. Please like, subscribe, comment wherever you're listening and join us next week on Ignite. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.